When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The best position to be in is underestimate. Yes. So, okay. Like, underestimate me. Ooh, it's about to get juicy in here. Hey guys, welcome back to TK's Juicy Pod. I am here today with the owner of the Fresh Fork and Goatine Balls, and she's also an attorney, Stacey Thompson. Yes, yes. thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course. And she's actually also my next door neighbor. <laughs> Works out perfectly today. It does, <laughs> literally. So tell me about how the heck you, I want to know the whole like lawyer story how the background on that and then how and why you started the fresh fork and then we'll get into go teen balls okay sure so i was trying to decide in college what to do next i knew i wanted to get some kind of further education thought about being a doctor thought about being a dentist took a couple of classes that were related to the law and i was thinking well i can argue I didn't know any lawyers. I didn't, you know, have any kind of background other than a couple classes and thought, all right, let's try this. Yeah. So went to law school and decided during law school that medical malpractice defense was what I was most interested in because I had thought about being a doctor and a dentist. So what does that mean? um, I basically represent doctors, hospitals, nurses, any kind of healthcare provider that gets sued by a former patient. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Somebody thinks they've done something wrong that's hurt them. Okay. And so I represent the healthcare provider. Got it. So I started practicing and was very, very heavily involved in the practice and worked my way up from being an associate to being a partner in a law firm. And then where? I was a partner. I became a partner at Maller, Clendenning, Groner & Borer in Bloomington, Indiana, and then left that firm and basically started another firm with some other former partners. So we basically left and started our own firm. And that process was what sparked my desire of the business aspect of that. It's the first time Got I it. ever had because you really had to business. make your own business. Yep. Yeah, because we basically had to start from the ground up and make this make this law firm. Yeah, I had zero experience with any of that. And then in 2017, decided that I wanted to do my own law firm. Okay, so we're going to pause the episode really quickly so I can talk about literally one of my favorite things on the planet, da-da-da-da, Anchor. So if you haven't heard about Anchor before, it's basically the easiest way to make a podcast 
period. Let me just explain to you what they have. First of all, it's free, which like nothing's free anymore. So I feel like that's already your number one winner. Second of all, there's like all these different creation tools on the platform where you can make your own podcast and like you can record and edit it right from your phone or your computer, which is like crazy because you don't need all this fancy equipment. And like I said, it's free. So you're saving money that way too. And then my personal favorite thing about Anchor and like the main reason why I use it is because Anchor will literally distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on all different platforms that like basically any podcast can be distributed. So it can be heard through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. So all you do is submit your podcast link and they literally distribute it everywhere for you, which is incredible. And overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So it's super easy. I can't recommend it enough. I personally use this every week and I just love it so much. I recommend it to every one of my friends that wants to start a podcast. Even my brother uses it. So it's very user friendly and I definitely recommend. So be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So don't miss your opportunity to make an awesome podcast and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back into the episode. Hope you're enjoying it so far. So I had a medical malpractice team at Clendenning Johnson & Board, and I basically took them Uh and started my own firm. Wow. Um, Why? I One, I thought that it just seemed like a good fit like we were kind of our our a firm within a firm anyway yeah the firm was in bloomington but i was doing almost all of my work in indianapolis and so having a firm in indianapolis even a location change seemed best so is your firm in indianapolis yes okay yeah so my law firm is in indianapolis right downtown and then i also savage wanted to have my own firm culture so i wanted to be able to do things the way I thought that they should be done, whether that's right or wrong, or someone might disagree, but I wanted to be able to run a firm the way I wanted to run it versus have to give my opinion. And then maybe that's overruled. Yeah. (laughs) I, I didn't want it to be overruled. Do you say that because there was like a past experience that you wish you could have had more control of or why do you say that? I had disagreements, you know, in former partnerships about the way things were, were dealt with or the way that they were handled. And I just, I, to be honest, I thought I could do it better. Okay. And I needed a way to be able to do that. To do that. Got it. So I, asked my people if they would come with me and they were all like, oh yeah, sure. Wow. And so then we, I opened my own firm in 2017. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. So I have so many questions. One, growing up, did you like, I feel like being, having like dreams and aspirations to be like a doctor or a lawyer, that's like pretty, that's like a big dream, right? So did you have like very strict parents? Did you like grow up just like always knowing you'd do that? Did your parents do, were they lawyers? No, my mom stayed, was a stay at home mom whenever I was in school and my dad, especially for a female to like want to be like a lawyer. I feel like you don't hear that much. Yeah. I, I knew no lawyers. Okay. Like I, at one point I think had a neighbor who was a lawyer, but I don't even know what that person did. So I didn't have any strong desire other than I wanted to have my own personal independence. 
Okay. So I knew I wanted to be a working person. Mm -hmm. I didn't know really what that was going to entail. Got it. For quite a while. And did you, in high school, were you like, what were you like? Were you a girly girl? Were you a tomboy? I was a cheerleader. Those people were all, you know, my friends. I was always busy, very outgoing, just always never, you know, never wanted to be home. Yeah. Always wanted to be out doing whatever was going on with school and sporting events and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if I was super girly, but I don't know if I was really a tomboy either. I was in the middle. Somewhere like in the middle. I feel like that's how I am. Yeah. So... When you decided that you wanted to become a lawyer, what was like the biggest struggle with that? I think the biggest struggle for me was I didn't have anybody who was telling me like, this is how you do it. I just had to figure it out. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't know what the LSATs were. I didn't know the process for getting into law school. I didn't have like parents who were a lawyer who'd already been through the whole thing or, or anybody, even a mentor, anybody that I knew, I literally just figured it out. Got it. So I think that was the hardest part was just being in there. And then even in law school, like I, I didn't have these like secret tricks that, you know, I think I later found out like, oh, you should do it this way. But I certainly went into it having zero clue what I was doing. Yeah. What was it like being a female? You know, I, I, I look back on and hear like stories of when you were the only female, like in your class at a certain point. So certainly there were a number of other females there. What would you say the ratio was in like your law school when I was classes? there, it was close to 50-50. Really? That's great. Mm-hmm. I think it was close to 50-50. But, Did um, you go to IU? I went to IU here in Bloomington, yep. Yeah, I think it was close to 50-50, but it still, it still felt a little... Like, you, you knew that you had come through a... a a thing that where there didn't used to be very many women. Like I, I still felt that I felt okay. proud to be there. I felt like, gosh, we are getting close, but boy, this is something that women didn't used to do. Got it. So when you moved into working for a firm, blah, 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 blah. What did you ever deal with? Like crazy people, not like thinking that you were capable of doing things Absolutely. or uh, because you're a woman, like, did Absolutely. you struggle? Absolutely. I think being young, being a woman, I, I once had a partner who told me after I returned from a meeting very, very fired up that I felt like I had been mistreated because I was a young female. I once had an older male partner tell me, oh, you're going to look back on this day someday and wish it was still happening. Kind of joking. Yeah. To this day, I've never wished that that, that yeah. happened again. But yeah, I mean... I'm part of groups of like women in the law kind of groups. And it's good to be able to talk to other women who have had the same experiences because we're often, you know, people think we're the court reporter when they walk in the room, you know, judges sometimes say things that aren't appropriate. And really like what? Yeah. Like there was a judge who gave a speech one time and said, I always pay more attention to the, to the cute lawyer in a skirt or something like that. And, and then kind of joked about it and you would think, okay, well, is that flattering? No, like you just yeah. want to be taken seriously at exactly. that point. Like, but I've had definitely circumstances where I feel like I want to make sure that I'm extra, extra prepared Yeah, because I feel like I'm coming in 
behind already. Okay. Whether it's because you're young, female, maybe don't look like everybody else in the room, and partially because you're not wearing a suit and tie. Yeah. I sometimes feel like I'm already at a disadvantage, so I need to make... I've got, you need to make up for I've it. I've got to make up for it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're low-key the modern day Legally Blonde? I, because you literally like look like Elle Woods. I she lo- has like one, bright blonde movie. hair. She has bright blonde hair and she's like stunning like Risa I love Dixon. that movie. I will say, you know, when I was, when I started law school, I cut my hair. I felt like you couldn't have long blonde hair and be a serious like lawyer person. Got it. So I cut my hair and I would only buy black suits with like a black shirt underneath and and then I felt like, well, why am I why am I doing this? And then I would see other women who weren't necessarily doing that. They were older, but they were wearing a red suit, maybe, or like something that would catch someone's eye. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, we can do this. Yeah. And so now I feel like I'm I'm more me in those circumstances. But certainly that movie, I mean, that's an extreme. But oh, there's been plenty of times where I'm thinking like. I'm going to walk in in a hot pink suit with yeah. a dog in my purse. Like, I don't care what the rest of yeah. you think about it. Yeah. Iconic. <laughs> Such a good movie. Such a good movie. I feel like that's the, like one of those movies you can watch over and over and over again, not get sick Over of. and over and over again. What did resonate with me was the like, she had no clue what she was doing. Yeah. And she did a damn good job. Yeah. Like she got through law school. She got a job. She, she helped someone. Out. She figured it out. And so I think that was the part to me was like, look, she was super underestimated. Yeah. And like, she still did it. Yeah. So do people like ever, I'm sure people refer you to her as like all the time. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And I sometimes do too, like the part about the perm. Oh yeah. You know, where she's like, and you got in the shower after you, you know, had a perm. There was a case I had one time that was, it was not a perm case, but there was a part of it. That was that that was somewhat similar, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is my legally <laughs> this is my legally moment. blonde moment." Yeah, Got yeah. it. Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love 
to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings. But I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yeah. So why did you start, like, so you'd been practicing for a while and then when, how much longer did, was it until you had kids? So I started practicing in 2002 and my first child, my son was born in 2005. Okay. So I had a couple of years under my belt before I was pregnant and then. So what was that like? Super hard. Why? Super hard. One, I was sick through my you had entire like morning pregnancy sick- sickness? all day, nine months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was difficult. You're tired. You're also at that point trying to prove yourself as a lawyer. You're still like in the trenches of being an associate and you're supposed to be putting an extra time and doing all that. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely difficult. Yeah. And then leaving a baby, like, you oh know, my after you had a baby. So what'd you do? Who'd the baby stay Well, with? thankfully, my mother-in-law watched both of my kids from the time that I went back to work until they started kindergarten. Yeah. I don't know what I would have done without that because that was hard enough to leave them. The, the, the mom guilt is real. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. It's real. And then also just coming home from a really full day of tiring things that you're doing and you have another job when you get home. It's definitely hard. And then when you add a second one to the mix, I mean, I think you do what you, we all do what we do to get, like, you look back on a lot of things in your life and you're like, I don't even know how I did that, but you do, you figured out and you do it. But, oh, I still have nightmares about it because it's just tough. Yeah. I mean, it's just tough. What's harder, being a mom or being a lawyer? Oh, I think the mom part is like, is harder. I mean, the law, at least to an extent is a blueprint. You know, you have to follow these rules. There's gray areas of things. I get that. It's also not usually personally emotional. I mean, I emotionally get involved in, in, in my cases, but it's not it's still not. You. Yeah. It's still not you. At the end of the day, it's still not you. And your kids are, are you. Yeah. And the, the physical needs and the emotional needs and all of that are, is way, more. way harder, especially when you, at least for me, on every day, don't really know what you're doing. You're yeah. doing your best, but you don't really know what you're doing. And there's no yeah. book that you can go back to as a resource. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine. So how did you start Fresh Fork? And can you explain what that is? Yeah. So the Fresh Fork is basically a meal preparation business where it's super duper healthy meals that are already cooked, pre-packaged, pre-portioned out, and ready for you to just heat in a microwave. Got it. And it started as a business that I wanted in my life. Not the business, but the service. Oh, you were like, I need this. Yeah, because I was was and is very into healthy eating. And when you are a working mom with a husband who also has a full-time job, the idea of grocery shopping and cooking and prepackaging and all of that stuff so that you can eat for the week in a healthy way was at one point it was impossible. Yeah. 
for us. Then it became possible, but very difficult. We were spending like every single Sunday, my husband and I would go to the, we'd plan what we were going to have. We'd go to the grocery. We'd come home. We'd cook it all. We would package it all out so that during the week we could just grab it and go. Yeah. And then in the evenings, heat it up and go. But we were hating life. Like we were spending five days working, one day cooking. Yeah. Like what do we do on Saturday? Laundry probably. I don't know. Yeah. So it started as a service I wanted, and I kept on thinking, someone should do this, someone should do this. There were companies like East Coast, West Coast, Texas. I had tried to order some things from there, thinking I would just use one of those, but they're shipping, they're frozen. It's hard to do that when you're living in Indiana. So really, it evolved from someone should do this to, I'm going to do it. Okay. I want to have my own business. This was before I had my own law firm. Okay. It was... I didn't know that. Yep. So I moved to my second firm in 2010, the one I helped start. Mm -hmm. This is like 2014-ish probably that I'm thinking like, I'm going to do this. Okay. 2016. May of 2016 is when the doors actually opened. Got it. our first orders were taken. So so. did you have like a storefront? So had a storefront. We originally looked for a commercial kitchen that maybe we could just use Uh so that we wouldn't have a storefront, that every order would just be taken online and then we would like deliver it. Uh It wouldn't be like a pickup location or anything. Looked for probably about a year for one of those non-existent in Bloomington, Indiana, at least at the time. And so then the question became, am I really going to go for it? Yeah. Because that meant creating a commercial kitchen yeah. and starting everything, the whole biz- the whole entire business from yeah. scratch, including the kitchen. And so that's what we did. Wow. I don't understand. How did you have time to do that while you had kids and while you were had a law firm? I don't know. I mean, I think it's one of those things that like you, you just... When you want to do something, you you make time to do it. I mean, you take time from other things, right? Like, I didn't read books forever. I didn't watch TV forever. Yeah. Like, all of those things. And I really, like, worked all the time. I, I would I'll work a lot of times after the kids went to bed. But it's like little pieces. You know, you're putting... It's like building a building block kind of situation. Got where it. You're not doing it all at once. You're little pieces here and there. This has to come in place before this comes in place. And so really, it was just because of the amount of time, you know, the duration of the time too, it all worked out. Why did you want to start another business that could be someone's full-time thing, right? Why did you want to start something when you're already it seemed stable and mm-hmm. like happy with having your own firm or having being a lawyer. Like, yeah. it's not like I would assume you didn't like need another job. No, I did not need another job. Yeah. I, I did not need another job. So why it did you do a that? Passion. It was like what I, what I thought it could be really. It was, it was, I really wanted to be able to help people that were in my situation because I knew how hard that it was to eat healthy and be a full-time mom and be a full-time working person. And so the desire came from not only the desire of like, this would be really cool to like have my own business. You wanted to help. I wanted to be able to tell the next working mom who was super struggling with like, oh my gosh, can you share some recipes with me? I have no idea what to fix. Like in the evenings, I get home and I don't even know my name, let alone what I'm going to fix for dinner. Yeah. It was like, oh no, let me take care of that. All you need to do is heat it up. So that was like the, the final, I'm going to do this was the voice in my head of every working mom that I'd ever 
been in touch with that had that, like, how do I feed my family struggle? Got it. And how do I keep myself healthy when I'm taking care of all these other people? Yes. Like, I just don't have time to eat healthy. Yeah. I don't have time to make all this stuff. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be eating. Like, I wanted to take all of those struggles out of the picture. Got it. Like, where I could say, all you need to do is eat this. It's the right food. It's pre-portioned. It needs a microwave. So how did that, how's Fresh Fork doing? It's great. It's, it's great. It's, it's limited by the geographic area that it can serve. So we don't ship any of our meals because I hadn't embarked on that part of it. Shipping chicken and green beans and sweet potatoes and all that kind of stuff. I still just haven't jumped on that train yet to figure that all out and also the the cost factor is is a thing yeah. like what what are people willing to pay yeah the shipping and all of the materials and all the regulations and stuff that really increases the cost of the food yeah. tremendously so it's great it's limited by the geographic area but it's got a lot of hardcore orders because the people who love it love it yeah and I love to see that. Anytime someone tells me, hey, this is great. Like, I wouldn't have been able to do this or this yeah. if it wasn't for this. Like, that's the whole reason why I did it. So I love hearing it. Got it. How did, like, Go Teen Balls become a thing? Because I know that kind of came from Fresh Fork. Yeah. So the Fresh Fork had protein balls as part of our menu. I always considered them the fun part of our menu. Because there's nothing fun about green beans and broccoli. And once you kind of have those recipes down, there's not a whole bunch you can do with them and keep them healthy. But the protein balls were always fun. And I always did research of like introducing new ones. And How, did you come up with the protein balls? Yeah. Like recipe? Yeah. Like, well, all the recipes for the stuff I, I basically did by taking recipes that I really liked and trying to pare them down to the most minimum ingredients so that they would taste good but be healthy got it so you don't need oil you don't need butter you don't need salt but what do you need to make it actually taste good yeah so the protein balls was kind of the same thing yeah it was like would they need to be able to stick together so they've got to have they need to be able to stick together taste good and i thought be fun yeah because when you're eating healthy sometimes you're thinking this isn't very fun yeah so the protein balls to me were like the the healthy treat, the the maybe you have it after you finish eating and it gives you that like chocolatey taste, but you have zero guilt about it because it was basically like oats and honey and like healthy yeah. things still. So we started out, we had M&M was like our first one and it was our only one for a long time. Uh-huh. And as people started giving us feedback about how much that they love them, I was like, oh, this is fun. I literally didn't even know you guys did anything at Fresh Fork other than the protein balls. <laughs> like I knew you guys because of the protein balls. Yeah, and I and and they're just they're fun, they're easy. They're so easy. They don't need to be refrigerated. They they're just what people were most interested in for for a good portion of the time. And so then we started adding new ones. Mm-hmm. And so it got to a point where we had like five or six and we would introduce maybe a pumpkin spice or something in the seat, you know, in yeah, the during fall the season. or whatever. And that was like, that was kind of it. Yeah. And then I started working with an ad agency, uh, marketing agency, really initially to say, oh, how can we expand this? Like I know that the Fresh Fork is limited geographically, but is there any way we can 
can yeah. expand this. I really just wanted it to be able to reach more people. And it was brought up to me like, hey, what about these protein balls? Like, why not do more of that? And oh, by the way, can't we ship those? Because we don't have all of the... Yeah, it's not like salmon. Yeah, it's yeah. not there. You don't have to refrigerate them. There's really no shipping rules that yeah. apply to them that would apply to really anything else. Yeah. And then it was like, we sh- could rebrand it and we could have just the protein balls and have more flavors. And at that time... I was becoming tired of the fresh fork. I just was tired. You just weren't as passionate about it? I think I was just, yeah. I think that the fun had started to wear off if that like makes any sense. I still loved it. I still couldn't imagine not having it, but I was thinking like, we need to, like, something needs to like change. This is more of a Some, job or, like, a yeah. task that I have to do instead of me being passionate. Yeah, I was thinking that something needed to change, and I, I, I just was tired and almost didn't even have the gusto to figure out what it was that we should change. Well, sometimes when you're so stuck in something, it's hard to see, like, from an outside perspective, like... When someone's like, oh, duh, just do that. But it's like, no, you're so in it and immersed in it. It's like you can't even remove yourself from like the actual, like you go through all the struggles. Whereas like, like for instance, when I, you know, make a video for instance, or when I am like trying to like rebrand my podcast, it's so easy for someone to be like, oh, duh, do this. Like use this color, like use this blah, 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 blah. But for me, it's like, so it's my personal thing. It's like, I can't get out of my head. So, so like all true. the time I'm like, get out of my own head or like I, I ask for opinions. Like even if it's stupid stuff, like I don't know which Instagram to post. It's like if I just send it to someone and then they're like, oh, duh, this one. It's like they're not attached to it. It's so, so, so true. It's so true. And I think I was also so enthralled in trying to do it all myself that I needed to step back and get out of my own head. Mm hmm get out of my own space and also allow other people into it because the fresh perspective was everything. So do you like recommend that for people that like business owners completely because I had this vision of how the fresh fork would be and, and it did morph into different things. So it did change up, but it didn't change up that much. Yeah. And I think it needed a that much change. Got it. I don't, I don't know though that I, in that time, really just based on my like mental health of it all, like, yeah. the, like, oh, I don't know. I just don't know if I can ramp well, up. Well, and you have else. like 80 other things going on. Yeah. So and the kids the energy. have grown and they're involved in other things. And so, yeah, my energy was declining and it literally was like just what I needed of the, hey, why don't, why don't you do the protein balls and rebrand it? And then, oh, wait, we can ship them. Oh, that means we can reach a whole larger audience. Like this. Oh my God. So much bigger. This, yeah. And, and the, the connections just with people in that have made my excitement to a whole new level. Yeah. And it's like, it's also 
a lot of the customer's favorite part of the fresh fork. So it's like, why not take our best thing and like expand it? It is. And it is, I'm having fun again. It's the, the creative part of it has been fun. The reaching more people has been fun. The rebranding of everything has been mm-hmm. fun. It's just, it was sort of like that shot in the ass yeah. that needed. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so what did you, like, what did you do to make the protein balls bigger and better? So we, well, we, we added flavors. We upped the protein content okay. in them. So they all have some protein powder in them. Yeah. Whereas before, most of the protein source was like through a peanut butter or, or something like that. We've now kind of also shot them, yeah. you know, in the ass and given them more protein. Yeah. And living up to the name. Yep. And we changed the size of them. They were bigger. We made them more of a bite size so that people, the whole part of it is like on the go. When you're on the go, these things are fabulous to pop in your mouth. And it's easier to do that with a smaller size. Which is, can you explain the name? Yeah. So Goteen is like protein, but for go-getters is our, our you know, tagline. Yeah. So putting that together, Goteen balls. Perfect. Um, we tested out different ones and it just, it was the... The popular one and the one that just like sounded good to me. It made sense. It made sense. I love how it just like you understand what it is through the name. Yes. So we did, you know, we got a whole new website and it has a whole different feel to it. What was, what's different about it? It's, I mean, I don't, I know I keep using the word fun, but it just is more, it's more fun. Like it's the, it's colorful. It's minimalist though at the same time. I look at it and think it's just more me. Uh Uh-huh. And that's fun yeah. to me. Like to be able to see and say, this is how I envisioned envisioned this. it to be. Yeah. Wow. So what have you loved about making Goatine Balls its own thing? Well, I'm loving all the people that are excited about it, whether it's their customers and they're ordering or they're people that are actually now helping me like you and the marketing agency people. Like I've met all of them and I literally have never seen like them it's my mom's business that there's that yes. she works with and I've never seen them more excited about clients like stuff it's they love fun. it like the meetings have been fun like most I love I mean, it I love my lawyer job but let's be honest like the meetings I go to someone's getting sued for <laughs> potentially messing up yeah like no one's having fun yeah right so these meetings I go to like we're on the top of a rooftop deck in Bloomington <laughs> like it was a nice yeah. day out we're like talking like being creative and and making this really from the from the ground up and I mean it's it's been it's been great yeah so the feedback is what keeps me going seeing people like I st- I mean I look at the orders every single day and I look at where they're going like yeah oh my gosh, this one's going to Wisconsin. Like this one's going to California. This one's going to New York. This one's going to Florida. It's, it's so exciting to me. All of that has been, I just wanted to just keep getting bigger and better. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 hard challenge, and more importantly, has kept me hydrated the most is liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally crave liquid IV. Like the lemon lime flavor lives rent-free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it. And it's just so good. Like a nice cold, crisp glass of liquid IV. Oh my gosh. Sounds so good. 
Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. (laughs) But my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about Liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a Liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a Liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. So what's your like vision for Go Team Balls, like especially in 2020? Like where do you see it going? Where do you want it to go? Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, I want it to grow like crazy. Okay. Like I want... Is this like your new baby? This is my new baby. Okay. For sure. I mean, I want to see... I don't have an exact plan for the growth. I'm, I I think about it in all different ways. I would love to see it in other stores. I mean, I want to, I would love for people to be able to, you know, buy it at Trader Joe's, buy yeah. it at Whole Foods, like all these places. I would love just to see more people ordering on online. I am not opposed to like more stores. Like this, the store right now still looks like the Fresh Fork. 
it is going to undergo some changes soon. Oh, really? So that it looks more like goatee balls. Okay. I have sort of in my head what it potentially will look like. And if I could get more of those, like in other yeah. cities where people could still online order, but yeah. also still have the access because we have so many people now, even though Fresh Fork had protein balls... We have so many more people now in Bloomington coming in to get Goatine Pauls. Got it. And so I can envision other stores in other towns that people can come in and get them. So yeah, I don't have a precise roadmap. Got it. At this point, but I mean, I would love to see it get bigger and better. I feel like it will. I just like know. I hope so. I know. I I really plan on doing everything I can to make that happen. They're so, I just have to like talk about them for a second. So they're so good. Stacy sent me literally one of every flavor. Yeah. A 12 pack of every flavor. Of every so a 12 flavor. pack of 12 flavors. Yeah, yeah. So they're like all different flavors. So like my favorites are the Nutella Chia. I love the M&M. I love the matcha one. That's like my top three. And then there's all different flavors. Like there's a birthday cake, there's a unicorn, whatever. And they're just like these little balls that like when you're on the go, it is the perfect thing to grab. Like it's actually in my head. Well, here's my struggle. Like I always struggled with, cause I work out all the time. So it's like, whether I'm going in my like gym, which is in my apartment or whether I'm going to like a class, like a soul cycle or a hot Pilates or whatever, I always want to be, especially really early in the morning. Like if I don't have anything, I'll feel like I need to pass out. But if I have too much, then it like, feels like I'm going to throw up. So it's like, (laughs) where in the middle, like, what can I eat that's not going to make me do either of those things? So goatine balls for me was like such like a eye-opening thing for like that part of my like day where I need, I need energy and I need something healthy and I need something that can like last me through this workout, but also not make me want to throw up. Cause you can't have like a whole meal or even a whole bowl <laughs> of cereal when I'm like running, right. it's like sloshing all over the place. Right. So for me, it's like the best little on the go thing. And then like, also if I'm on the go, if I have like a 6am class, like I don't have time to make things in the morning. Like I'm already out of it. So like bringing it on the go has been like the best thing for me. And I love hearing how people are using them Yeah, because I have a way that I use them, right? Like how do you use them? So I love to eat them. Like after I've eaten a meal, Uh I'll just eat one or two, one or two. I feel like I'm eating a cookie dessert. Yeah. It's like a dessert, but I have zero guilt, guilt about it. Yeah. I, you know, if I'm on the go and you know, I might have had a protein bar before I'm going to grab a couple of those to kind of get me through the rest of the day. So, uh, get me to, to the next meal, basically kind of thing. Yeah. But then I love to hear other people say, yeah, yeah, I'm using them in the morning before I go work out. My daughter eats them for breakfast now Yeah. because they're way more protein in them than anything that she was going to go eat otherwise. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Cause you said she's a picky eater. Yeah. She's super picky. She loves all of them though. And so if, uh, if I can have her think that she's eating a cookie and be eating protein powder yeah. at the same time, sign me up. Easy money. I also love, I mean, literally I had these, what, 12 packs of things. I didn't grocery shop for like two weeks. <laughs> I literally, that's the only thing I ate. Like you would think that I would turn into a goatee ball. <laughs> 
by the time that because I like, ate all of them and I was just bringing them everyone like give it, handing them out and people were like oh my gosh what are these things like where can I get them and why are you so obsessed with them but they are Love like hearing that even my friends like after we eat well there's a few a few other times we eat them so like my boss and friend Alicia and then my friend Ashley her sister they go to this like really top-notch nutritionist okay he does like the Kardashians, like he's a celebrity nutritionist, okay. right? And he's very top notch and expensive and whatever. And so in his meal plan, you have to, it's basically you eat like almost like seven or like nine meals a day, right? Yes. And it's basically like in the morning, you have like something on the way to your workout. And then on after your workout, you have breakfast. And then in between breakfast and lunch, you have to have a snack. And then so like that snack area for me, like sometimes I try and follow it. So like I'm not on the actual plan. So I'm not preaching. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not preaching the actual plan. So don't listen to me. But like for me, having like a little snack in between breakfast and lunch, like sometimes I don't have lunch till like two or three so I need a little snack so that's when I have goatine balls which I love or after lunch when I w- I'm still hungry or still want something sweet like they they fill you up yeah and too. I have found that if I do that I have zero cravings for like no. to go get a cookie or to go get it get like a, you know anything else that I might have had a craving for for before I'm like oh I already did that I already exactly had a little, like, piece of dessert if it's. and they're honestly so like some of the flavors are so rich it's like I only need one yeah for- yeah I mean we have a like the serving size uh-huh. of on the nutritional facts and everything is three uh-huh. but I never eat three at a at a time I mean I think that's a good that's a that's a good healthy portion is what we're trying to do right like even still the nutrition for even three is great yeah okay cool well i'm so excited i hope people can get their hands on them yes order where do they can they order them so they just need to go to goteenballs.com okay g-o-t-e-i-n cool so let's get into the poll into the polls Yes. Have you ever voted in any of my? Oh polls? yeah. Okay. I think they're super fun. I you have to vote to see the answers. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you know, so I want to like, see the answers. Exactly. Okay. Do you want to start your own business? Obviously, you already have. I think I I want to. Of like, I definitely want to have my own business. Um, I can see that. <laughs> Thank you. No, I can totally. see I definitely that. want to. Fifty-seven percent said yes. They want to. I guess the follow-up question would be, are all those people that want to and haven't? Why? Yeah. Good point. If you want to start your own business, do you wait until you're ready to start it or launch it immediately and adjust? What'd you do? Oh, I I launched it and adjusted. Why? Because more than anything, I didn't want someone to steal the... I didn't want someone to do it first. Got it. I kept on thinking, why hasn't someone done this? Then it went to, I'm going to be the one to do it. And I thought, well, I better get on it. Yeah. The, the someone should do this might hop on at the same time. Yeah. In hindsight, I'm glad I did that way. About a couple months in when I thought, oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should have waited. waited, but I have zero now regrets about that. Do you recommend people to do that? Yeah. Yeah. I I would too. I recommend it just jump in. I don't, well, and the other thing is I don't. I now believe you cannot get it all figured out before you No, start. you can't. Yeah. I mean, I think you need certain things in place, but everything, I think that's impossible. Yeah, I know. Completely impossible. I, I think if you wait that long, you're never going to do it. Exactly. Even with starting my podcast, like when I started it, like I had no idea what I was doing. Like I was messaging other podcasters, like what mic do I use? Like what do you use to record? Like 
how do I edit? Like, how do I get it distributed to like Apple? Like, I didn't know how to get my podcast on Apple or Spotify and stuff. And like, I didn't have a producer or like a manager or anyone like getting my deals. And it's just like, I launched without like having ads and then you like figure it out. Yeah. And I thought, and you master it along the way. Everything else I've had no clue what I'm doing. Yeah. Do it. So why would this be any different? So you're gonna get a kick out of this. Seventy nine percent said wait. Wow. But those in my head, I'm like, you're never gonna start. Now knowing, I there's I I, do, I really truly don't think I could. I mean, I still don't have it all figured out. Yeah. So I'd still be sitting here without any any business. progress. I wouldn't have a law firm either. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't. I mean, I still figure out stuff. In all the that, time, every time, all the time. Yeah. See, I feel like I used to really be like, oh, once I get this, then I'll like whatever, or like then once I'll do this, then. But now I just can't live like that. I, I think in so many areas of your life. In fact, a friend of mine, when I was in like sixth grade, at a dinner table, I'll never forget. Right, you go over to a friend's house for dinner. This mom said, "You're never gonna feel old enough or prepared enough to be doing what you're doing." Yeah. So I'm thinking like, oh. I really took that to heart because yeah. even still, you know, my son's 14. How do I have a 14 year old? Yeah. Right? I don't know. It doesn't seem possible. So all of that, I feel like it in my personal and professional life, I try to keep that in mind. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. I can't believe seven, only wow. 21% said just start. Just go for it. Do you need a higher form of education to have a successful business? Well, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I... I don't discount a business degree by any means. I'm sure that that probably would have helped me along the way. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's necessary at all. And 75% said it's not necessary either. Good. I mean, I think people are learning a lot. Don't get me wrong. I feel like I know way, but I feel like I have way more friends that have successful, like huge successful businesses not to shade people that went to like school for business, but like, I feel like I have, I know more people that have like had no education and have started successful businesses than people that have like studied business for years and years and years and haven't even started one. And every time I hear about those people, it's very motivating. Oh, I know. (laughs) Because that's the same boat I'm in. It is. Yeah. Okay, great. Even like, I'm thinking like influencers or like YouTubers, right? It's like when you start, you don't think you're starting a business. Like for instance, my podcast Mm -hmm. too, it's like, you don't think you're starting a business and you, you start and like, this is just a fun podcast or like a fun video thing that I make. And then it's like, whoa, now I'm making money. Now I have to brand myself. Now I have to like, yeah. now I run my own business. You know what I mean? And I don't know if they teach all of that, but I think a lot of that you have to like, you figure it out. Figure it out. Also you think like, what's amazing is like, as essentially a kid, if you're making YouTube videos, like you're thinking like a business person, when, even when you're like, okay, what should I title this so that it gets more views or gets more clicks? Or like, what should I make the thumbnail so that more people are inclined to click on it? Well, and if I would have gone to business school, none of this none would of happening that. then. Yeah. So I would still be, have to learn and this. so I many mean, bus- I might have MBA by my name and I still, at the time I went to school, wouldn't know any of this stuff that you just said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. Changing the subject a little on the polls. Are hot blondes dumb? <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I think we came up with this because, well, Stacey's like the hottest blonde ever, but, and such a boss. But I feel like so many people, I don't know about you, but I feel like growing up, you kind of get this like little rep. 
Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, how about the... I don't know if it's just a blonde thing. I don't know. I don't know. I should talk to my brunette friends. Yeah, did they ever get any of that? Yeah. But maybe because, like, you always hear, like, dumb blonde. Yeah. There's no dumb brunette jokes. No. And even... And, like, everyone says, like, dumb things every once in a while. But, like, people can always say, oh, yeah, she's just a dumb blonde. Right. Right? Right. That's BS. Total. But it's, like, so much more reward... Yeah, it's so much more rewarding when you're, like, killing it. I tell my kids... The best position to be in is underestimate. Yes. So, okay. Like, underestimate me. Yes. I love that. 81% said no. That's right. But 19% said yes. I want to talk to the 19% (laughs) of you bastards that said yes. (laughs) That's exactly right. The hell? This is almost 2020. Get out of your head. Okay. Do people think you can't achieve a certain something because of the way you look? I'm really interested to what people, if they honestly answer this, like when they really see someone, what they think initially. 73% said yes. They can't achieve a certain something because of the way you look. See? That's crazy. That's crazy. But it's like, it, I guess I need to be more specific with what the something is because it's like, no, obviously not everyone can be a model. Do you know what I mean? No, that's true. That's true. Or like a, but there aren't a lot of things that you are limited by. No, by your by looks. You look. I mean, there are some. So what would be some? Well, like the model. You model. Know. I would even go to say I mean, like actors. Yeah. I mean, do you want to be a like a heavy weightlifter no. or something? Like, yeah. I mean, there's certain things, but I don't know. Not so you many. think no? You're. I don't think you're limited by what you look like. In a majority of things, unless you allow yourself to be. Got it. But isn't there something to say about like playing the part? Like, you know, when you go into an interview, it's like you dress accordingly to what you're interviewing for. Yeah. But it like in a weird way, it makes sense. Right. But it's also kind of messed up, right? Yes. I mean, like people are like, I feel, I feel like people use this all the time. Like people use this on me. They'll be like, oh, you look like you would be like a a news broadcaster you know what i mean like you look like you'd be yeah. a blah, blah, is that blah. yeah is that are you supposed to be flattered yeah or are you how do you t- how yeah. are you supposed to take that yeah like no one's ever told me you look like you would be a defense lawyer do you know what <laughs> no i mean one's ever told me that no before. one's ever told me that no one's told me i look like a brain surgeon right you know what i mean right but yeah. like there's people that i know that i'm like oh they look like they would be a brain surgeon isn't that right. weird? Right. But then I always think too, like when I, when I see, um, so I feel a like female you are, doctor, was I thinking she was the doctor? No, probably not. See, I, I think like old white man, right? Yeah. I mean, certainly females or blondes or aren't the only people in that boat, but gosh, it's an uncomfortable boat sometimes. It is. 73% said yes. 27% said no, you can't achieve a certain something because of the way you look. Well, that's good then. But still, what the heck with these 20%? Still, yeah. Who's still, who's voting that? <laughs> so it's, they're part of the 19% on the other Yeah, yeah. They're just bitter. <laughs> Who hurt you? Okay. Can you work outside the home and still be a great mom? Yes. Yes. Oh, I think 100% yes. And actually 97% said yes. Good. Yeah. But who's the 3%? We've come a long way, but still, we that should be 100. So do you think, have you had people tell you you can't be both? I've had people tell me that you can't be both. I've had people assume that I'm not doing a good job as a mom because 
of the businesses that I am a part of. And I will say, I'm not positive. I'm like being a super good mom, but if I'm not, I don't think it's because of my businesses. Yeah. You know, I think it's because we're all doing the best that we can. Yeah. But I don't think that you in any way can't do both. I think you question yourself a lot about whether that's true. Yeah. I think that you have guilt. My kids will make comments to me that let me know these businesses are an asset to them as much as they are to me. Okay. Like what? Like my kids think that the fact that we when and I say we, cause I act, you know, I say my family owns go teen balls. They're in, they're in this whole mix, right. Yeah. In the fresh fort too. So they think it's super cool that we own a business. Yeah. They think it's, they, they see how hard that, that I work at these things. And I think it gives me a better platform to tell them to work hard. Oh yeah. Like you have more ground. Yeah. Kind of like I, I know if you're working hard or not. And I, I'll, I can tell you that hard work gets you these things. Yeah. Like I didn't sign up, like go to a business school, do all of that stuff. But I know that hard work is the only thing. Yeah. Right. That has been steady in getting, you know, to what you you want, what you want to do. Yeah. Same with you. Like you have to work hard at what you're doing Yeah. to get it from the way it started to the way it is now. Exactly. Okay. Uh, 97% said yes. 3% said no. So whatever okay we came up with this one burger versus nachos because why because people assume that because i have a healthy food business and now a couple of them that i only eat healthy yeah and the reality of it is is that if i could eat burgers and nachos both all the time and be healthy i would yeah because those are my go-tos so how do do how do you like say so fit like do you work out i do i work out what do you do I do cardio I, and I do weight training. I've worked with the same trainer for five years. Maybe it's been more. I don't know. I feel like he's Where been, do you train? I train at the Iron Pit Gym in Bloomington. Okay. Love it. I only train with a trainer once a week, but I have in the past done more than, more than that. And he's basically taught me everything I know. Okay. I do cardio. I do weight training and I do healthy eating. That's it. Well, 65% said burger. What would you say? Mm. Burger, nachos? If I had to choose one, I'd have to go burger. Burger? Yeah, what about you? I feel like, like I would kind of choose... Uh, I think like I'll choose nachos on this, maybe. Uh, mine, mine's pizza. Okay, so that's a, that's a close third. Oh my gosh. Okay, so how do you... Do you like give yourself a cheat meal? Do you just like... When you're craving... How, how often do you eat unhealthy? So like in a typical week... I do like a cheat meal on Sunday nights. Okay. So that's what I usually do is I usually eat really healthy all during the week. And then on Sunday night, I eat whatever I want, which usually includes a burger or pizza or nachos or something. And it always includes Dairy Queen. (laughs) Dairy Queen? Yes. I love Dairy Queen. And it always includes Dairy Queen. I love Dairy Queen. So some kind of combination. And see, I do the same. Like I'm super healthy. I mean, I have not been healthy since I've been home. Well, that's that's why I said in a typical week. Yeah. Like in a typical the holidays don't count. Correct. In a typical week, I'm super healthy throughout the week, and then literally, I allow myself like one cheat meal. But when I, I'm not just saying like, oh, I have a burger. Like I have eight million different things. <laughs> 
I have like a brownie, a burger, a milkshake. Yeah. A, I go hard. So then I like feel like crap the next day. Yes. So then I'm like, I have to eat healthy. Like I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, shove my trainer is the one who sort of taught me all that. Yeah. And he taught me, you don't nibble like on cheat day or cheat meal or whatever. No, you, you go do. hard. Like, yeah, it's, I don't know all the science and everything behind it or, or I know that different things work for different people. But for me, like psychologically, I had cut out so much stuff for so long. Like, I don't even remember how long it had been since I had a burger yeah. or anything like that. And I, but now it's like, well, yeah, you can still have that. And, and so you have healthy. to live your life. Yeah. And, and it's nice yeah. because it like gives me motivation throughout the week to like still remain eating healthy. Yeah. And I, on Mondays, since I do a cheat meal on Sunday night on Monday, the thought of a burger and all that oh. is so bad. So, so bad. at least like, it feels like a reward. It also feels like a reward on Monday to go back. It's to the best. Coffee. Did you talk to your parents about your crushes growing up? I feel like. I didn't. I wasn't like, hey, I like blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But I feel like parents are way smarter than like we think they are. Like they know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what my parents knew, but I do know I was not offering up information. Information. Like unless it was like a legit same boyfriend that I felt like they're going to need to know because I want to hang out with this person more. I'm going to have to bring him around, that kind of thing. Yeah. But if it was just a crush or like a talking to... They didn't know. Yeah. No. So what about your kids, though? So my son is 14, and he's more forthcoming with information. Why do you think? Um, I ask him about it. (laughs) You do? Well, I mean, just like in passing, I'd be like, oh, like, so-and-so's cute, or... You'll say that? Who, like, well, I mean... He'll say that one of his friends is like talking to somebody, and so I'll say, "Well, like, who are you talking to?" And so you kind of like you could like to know. Oh, I'll just I don't want him to think it's a big deal though, so Got I try it. to just like slip it into conversation. Got it. And sometimes he'll volunteer it. Yeah, this this girl, she's the one I'm like talking to or something. Uh huh. He also. If he wants, like, there was a time he wanted to meet someone at the mall. And so I was like, well, who is this? Oh, like, are we, are we just hanging out as friends? Are we hanging out as a little bit more than friends? And whereas if I asked my daughter that question, she just probably wouldn't answer me. Yeah. She wouldn't. He will tell, he will tell me. They're, They're probably not at the age yet where they have like significant others over, right? Yeah, no, my not so far. Because I feel like a lot of parents, like, what do you feel like your rules will be about, like, can they go into each other's rooms? Like, can they be alone in the basement? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm getting ready to jump into that stage. Yeah. And So is this something, like, you talk about with your mom friends about, or do you talk just with your husband about it? Well, no, I, t- I mean, my husband and I talk about it. I talk to my best friend about it a lot because she has a son that's my son's age. Uh-huh. But then she also has two sons that are older than that. Yeah. And so I definitely ask her because I think like she's on the third one and I'm starting yeah. the first one. Yeah. And so because it's every time with the oldest one that something happens, it's the first time that that's happened. It right? is. And I'm like, oh, what are we supposed to do about that? So I don't know. I think it depends on the way I'm feeling about 
that person, that relationship between the two of them. Got it. Right now my rule is like, we need to have more people there. Like this needs to be more of a group. Got it. It can't be a one-on-one. Yeah. This is more of a group thing. Even, even like movies or meeting at the mall or ice skating, or that's kind of the stuff that they're doing right now. It's so far as a group and that's good with me so far but I realize I'm getting ready to go into that uncharted territory so I don't know yeah (laughs) that's so interesting I'm gonna I keep telling my daughter that she's gonna have to be like the chaperone she's gonna be the spy (laughs) yeah she's gonna have spy oh you can go with so-and-so as long as Liv gets to yeah that'd be hilarious do you think that you're a cool mom I am told that sometimes I think (laughs) I'm a little less harsh about things at least comparing the way I grew up to the way my kids are growing up I think I'm a little bit less harsh about things but I also think I also know that my kids know where the line is yeah so I'm definitely not super cool am I feel I like you are cool? though I hope so am I like super cool like I'm not caring and I'm letting someone do whatever they want yeah. to do not well chance. you don't want to be that that chill no I'm not that chill no I love that my kids want to have people over to our house. Yeah. Like I love being that, that go to kind of place for a lot of, for them and for their friends. And so there are definite rules, but you know, the curse words fly sometimes in our house and it's really not that big of a deal to me. Yeah. Okay. 66% said no, they didn't talk about their crushes. To their parents but 34% said yes I feel like I always had like one or two friends that they would like they come home and they tell their parents every single detail about what happened and I'm like oh my god I could never do that yeah I don't think I'm gonna get in all the details from anyone yeah I don't know that I want all the details I know I don't know that either. I would want all the details so I need either. enough to I mean I guess I want to know enough I'm not sure what enough is at this point got yet, it but okay as a business owner should you put yourself out on personally on social media This is the one I'm most interested to see what the results are, because I think this is the one that I just personally have struggled with the most. I love to see who the owners are of a business. Do you, why do you feel like there's more of a personal connection? um, Yeah, I think it gives a personal connection. I also want to learn from them. Like what did I want to know their story? I even like it's, I find myself wanting to know their everyday things I can relate to. Like I want to know how you work out every day because I know you're, I know I'm busy and I know you're busy. So like, if you can do it, I can. So like, tell me how you do it. Or like, I want to know what you do to eat something on the go. Like, I want to know what you do to make sure you don't get wrinkles. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Because you're just like everyday people. Like if, if Oprah can do it, I can do it. You know? Yeah. I'm intrigued by those people, but it's also a little bit out of my comfort zone. I mean, I didn't grow up with social media Yeah, and like I said, I, I like to be on social media. So how much should I put out there of myself is definitely what I'm trying to figure out. Got it. Well, 79% said, yes, you mm. should. And I think you so should. Interesting. I, like, like just everything or like what you do, I guess. I think initially when social media first came out and I would see like, I don't need to know when every, when someone does every single, no, it's I funny think now, it's fun. It's like, what do I do in my life that I think is so interesting? Like, I think, for instance, with, like, goatee balls, like, it, it was so cute seeing, like, the photo of your family making them. Like, I think that's so cool. I think it, it adds, like, an emotional connection to, like, when you're watching a movie, you, the whole point of a movie is, like, the story mm-hmm. and feeling an emotional connection to one of the characters or 
you know, a, a whole point of a movie is to make you feel something, whether you hate the character, whether you love the character, whether you feel sad for them or whatever. Right. That's the whole point of like making yeah. a movie. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like social media is kind of the same. Like the best way to connect is by like showing, making people feel something. So whether it's like happy for you or whether it's inspired by you or do, does that make yeah. sense? So like, I, I know like certain people I follow for certain reasons. Like I follow maybe a, a fashion blogger because she inspires me in with the clothes. Maybe I follow someone like you because I want to look up to you and your lifestyle as like I grow older. You know what I mean? Yes. Maybe I follow a biz, a working mom business owner because like I see myself doing that one day and I want to navigate how I can figure that out or yes. whatever. Um, but I feel like with you and your social media, like moms could really relate to you. You know what I mean? I feel like you yeah. could really have like a huge presence on social media because yeah, you're so unique. Good. Like thinking about the why. Yeah. Thinking about the why that makes, that's more comfortable to me and thinking about that kind of a why versus like, just like, I don't care that people went to the grocery and I yeah. want to know what you got. Yeah. Like, what, what's, what are you fixing? Like, and what's like, your meal? Like for you, like I want to know, how you did little things that day because you have so much going on. It's like, I want, if you can do it, I can do it. So it's like, I feel like I can learn a lot from you. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I'm taking that to heart. But yeah, almost 80% said, yeah. That's good to know. Should parents track their kids through their phone? Well, I sure am going to. You are? Do you have them on Find My Friends? We have an app called Life360 that gives all kinds of different information about where they are, how long they've been there. Really? Yeah, all of that kind of stuff. I think it even has... Is it expensive? I think it's free. Oh, it is? I think. Yeah. We all have it. We can see... So our whole family has it. We can see where everybody is at any given point. It's very helpful since my husband and I both work out of town sometimes. So the kids know exactly where we are too. Oh, okay. Um, And they can tell exactly what time we're going to get home based on where we are. And I think it also has the ability to like tell you what your average speed is and everything if you're driving. Wow. So like when my son gets his car... I'm, I'm at least telling him that we're going to know exactly yeah. how fast he's going. You're going to be like, Whether listen, he turned his turn signal on or not. I know like, every time you go to 80. <laughs> yeah. So, so do you- I definitely am. I mean, my, my position is like under the age of 18, when you live with me, you have limited privacy. Yeah. Like I especially when they start driving and those kind of things. Like, I want to know where you are. I want to know what you're doing. I want to know who you're with. Those kind of things. So I'm going to play devil's advocate. Like, do you ever feel like that is an invasion of privacy? Mm, well, yeah, I think it kind of is, but I just don't really care. You don't care. Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of is. I just think, though, I want to be able to teach my kids those lessons. I just want to have a hand in that while I can. Got it. I don't want to be over controlling about it but i want i want them to to have to have some boundaries and some rules yes. that they have to live by and learn to live by to begin with got it well it's funny because i feel like well find my friends is on the iphone right, right? and i feel like i used to not want anyone to know where i was like growing like growing up i wouldn't want to be tracked right mm-hmm. like i remember there were times where my friend i'm not gonna put them on blast but like my friend her one of my friend's parents like tracked her so we would like leave her phone at the house and just like leave and go somewhere which is actually more dangerous yeah like not having the phone with you than it is or like we would sneak out and like go to a party you know what yeah. i mean and leave yeah. the phone yeah i'm interested to see how that all works out too because you know, 
my, my at least son now, he's like allowing himself to be tracked by his friends and stuff with whatever these other apps are. It's... I don't even know that he's going to care. I mean, maybe if he's trying to get away with something with us, he's going to figure that out and how to do it. But we didn't grow up even thinking that you were like yeah tracked there my kids are growing up where everybody's tracked everyone's all the tracked time. well what's funny is like growing up so and it you're wasn't normal to be no it wasn't normal and now i want everyone to track me just in case i'm like stuck in an uber and i need someone to find me right seriously so like I'm, I'm like too. please track me mom and dad like please track me everyone <laughs> yeah i mean so. i always say if you don't have anything to hide then then why do you care yeah Exactly. If you told me that you're going to so-and-so's house and it says you're there. Then there you go. Doesn't matter. 67% said no, you shouldn't. Parents shouldn't track. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's di- it's different though. Like my demographic is like 18 to 24. So it's like we've been through that, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's been different. Tracked. You're not tracking yet. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that and I think we tracking wasn't as much of a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now yeah. everyone has me on Find My Friends. It's like not yeah. weird. I feel like you're a real friend if you have my location. Yeah. You know? My daughter said something the other day about where a friend was. And I was like, how do you know where she is? And she was like, oh, we track each other. Yeah. Like it was, they, they volunteered Before I, to do this. I'll, and- sometimes I'll be like, ooh, I wonder if blah, blah, blah will come work with me at a coffee shop. And then I'll look at where they are and I'm like, oh, they can't. Yeah. It's I, weird. It's Yeah. And right now we have it with our kids like but I didn't grow up with that so like I don't have my fr- I don't know where my friends are yeah. unless I'm calling them yeah like, texting them so exactly it's just different it is okay would you raise kids in the town you grew up in mm, well I'm doing it yeah so how many people say- I, I feel like I would but I I don't know coming back though it's like everyone like knows everyone and everyone's in everyone's business and blah, 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 blah. it depends on what where is that place that you grew up in Right? Like, yeah. how small is it? Some people love the small town. I feel like I would, but um, the more I don't live here, the more I, like, I appreciate it, but I don't think I could. I feel like I'm more of an indie <laughs> yeah. person. Yes. I mean, I think Bloomington is a great place to be and a great place to raise kids. Oh, it's awesome. I think there's plenty of other places that are awesome to do so as well. It's the best way to raise your Um, kids, I feel like. I I certainly have no regrets about it. Yeah. 62% said yes. Oh, good. I think if you had a good childhood, it's like, why would you not? Yeah. So I I definitely would. Um, And it is kind of funny when your kids start going to the same schools. Yeah. And even like having some of the same teachers and stuff that you do, it's... That's crazy. Yeah. Would you marry your high school sweetheart? Mm, I did. You did. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be interesting. I don't know if I would. Probs not, but you never know. Depends, right? Yeah, you just, you never know. Right? 50-50 mm. is the sun. Mm. That's interesting. interesting. I thought it would be less. I thought you'd, I don't know that you hear about it as much anymore. No, I think that every couple can really benefit from a little bit of time apart. I don't disagree with that. Not at all. I think, I think that's, mm-hmm. I think you got to do your own thing for a hot second just to make sure that they are and you know, experiment. Yes. Because you just never know. Yes. I think it's I really healthy. Agree with that. It's really healthy. Do you have one best friend or multiple best friends? One that I would consider like my BFF is what I got always it. laugh and say. Got it. <laughs> I feel like I am kind of, I have multiple. That's good. But I think that it's probably because, you know, I have my LA 
like best friends, which like I can think of like my top three or my top five mm-hmm. people. Right. And then I also, I really do still keep in touch with like my best friend, Annie, that was my neighbor growing up. Like she's one of my best friends and then my best friend Bree and like my best friend Emma, you know what I mean? That yeah. here. So it's like, I feel like I have like my five or so girls here and then my five or so That's awesome. back in LA. But yours makes sense because you guys grew up together. Yeah. Literally. It'd be like if Annie and I just stay, stayed here and grew yeah. up together and went to the same college and stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. That's awesome. That's all of our polls. Those are fun. Cool. Well, I have a few last questions. One, what is like a beauty product or something Mm -hmm. that like you swear by? So I started using the Epionce line. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. E-P-I-O-N-C. Yeah, I know what Epion is. And it's the what? It's, I started using their products. Okay. I think that's like a huge doctor in LA, his line. I don't even know. Uh huh. But I started. Uh, it was recommended to me. I started using it. Completely changed my skin. So I swear by it. Okay. Now. What What do you use? So I use like their their day moisturizer, their night moisturizer, and then some kind of serum that they have. Okay. I just use like a cheap face wash. Got it. But then I use like the good stuff of the other. What so. about makeup? Makeup, I... What's like your go-to? I need to be more experimental. I find the stuff I like and then I like stick with it. That's fine. So I I one time went to Nordstrom and did like the beauty makeover thing that they tell you what to buy. And so I bought all of the stuff that the girl told me and now that's all I use. Okay. But I love like the Chanel foundation. I love Chanel foundation. It feels good on my skin. Yeah, it does. And I just bought a new powder. Okay. And I branched out. Okay. And I bought Kylie's powder. You did. And I love it. Oh my God. She's like, I love that you bought it. I love it. I've been using some of her skin products. Is the it Kylie good? skin love. So she's a billionaire for a reason. Yes. Right? And so I and kept And her stuff's good. I kept well, that's what I wondered. I kept on thinking, like, is all of this stuff being bought because she's Kylie? Yeah. Or is it really that good? good. So I waited. Until I started hearing people say how good it was. And so I started with the powder. Okay. And I really like it. So now I'm going to branch out to something You else. should. I should send I you a few next, little makeup products and stuff. I would love for you to send it to me because I definitely don't usually seek out things like that on my own. Yeah. I have to kind of sit back and like take it all in from other got people. Got it. And then I kind of try Got it, it got it. And then what about your hair is so like... Perfect. How do you? Oh, well, I wow. have a hairdresser who's fabulous. Okay. So I go to her. And who do you um, go to? I go to Jen uh-huh. at DL Lowry up in Carmel. Okay. She was recommended to me, so I go up there because I'm up there for work. Yeah. So I just go on a day that I'm working up there yeah. anyway. And I use Chi products, and I use Kerastase products sometimes, and I... So do you straighten your hair? So I either straighten... I have, like, like wavy-ish hair uh-huh. where you have to do something to it. Okay. So I either have to straighten it or I have to do, like, mm-hmm. a curl of some sort. So I usually pick, depending on the day. Okay. And then last question. What is, like a piece of advice you wish you could tell like your younger self or like someone like my age who's like wanting to like have a family and want to like be a working boss ass bitch (laughs) like what advice would you give someone I would say you're gonna have to work really hard it's Mm -hmm. not always or even maybe a majority of the time gonna be easy but that it's totally worth it 
Okay, cool. And where can everyone find you? Like, pimp yourself out. Where, like, your the Go Team Balls Instagram. Yeah, Go Team Balls. Obviously, GoTeamBalls.com. And Go Team Balls is on Instagram. It's on Facebook. Tag them. Yeah. Tag them. Tag us. Yeah. And yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for being on the yeah, podcast. Thank you for me. Yeah, be sure to follow and get your Go Team Balls, guys. And if you live in Indiana, go to the Fresh Fork. Yeah. Or especially Bloomington people. I love it. So right across the street from the chocolate mousse. Perfect. You can go to the Fresh Fork and then get some ice cream after. Perfect. Put them in. Put your protein balls in ice cream. Oh, I bet or that'd yogurt, be good. Frozen yogurt. I bet that'd be good. Right. You guys should do like a collab. Justin. Justin. The chocolate mousse. Did you hear that? You guys should do a collab where it's like the goat. You have like goatine ball in it. That'd be so good. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening and for voting. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at TK's Juicy Polls because without voting in the polls, you can't be a part of the podcast. And be sure to make someone's day this week. Peace.